Welcome back, everybody. It's Taco Tuesday! I'm Alex Padilla. I'm Alex Regla. Yo, yo, welcome back, everybody. Alex Padilla at Alex Padilla 86. Alex Regla at Alex M Regla on Twitter. That is us. Alex, how you doing tonight on a Tuesday? I'm doing well, man. How you doing? I could really go for some tacos. I really could. I know our show is called Taco Tuesday, mm-hmm. and we're sitting here on Tuesday night. You know, it gets dark super early now, so it feels like it's a lot later than it is. And I could really go for some tacos, not going to lie. I mean, that's always the case for me. And it, it's pretty cold over here. I mean, L.A. standards for cold. So, yeah, yeah that, that's always a good call. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, San Diego's not that far away, but I'm pretty sure we're getting a heat wave this weekend. Uh, so I'm enjoying this this cold as it sticks around. I love the cold, but um, yeah, dude, this weather change and and the the temperature change and the the night the, or the clock changes. It's just like mm-hmm. a weird time. It's officially fall, and uh, it's basketball season. I know a lot of people are still probably like really focused on football, but not us, man. We're all in. We're watching Lakers every single night, and you know. Do I want to say, unfortunately, we're watching the Lakers every single night? <laughs> Is that how I want to start the podcast? Do I want to start by pissing people off already and being negative? Or should I just be like, hey, the Lakers won on Sun- uh, Monday night against the Hornets, uh, you know, in overtime. And they made it a lot more difficult than they needed to. Um, but they did snap a losing streak. I don't know how to start. Um, <laughs> so I leave it to I you, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I think that that's a perfect um, example of like maybe where you, you're at currently with the team and where I'm at. I think I've accepted they're just not going to be good for a while. And like a win is almost a win. Just that like I'll take it any way they can get it at this point. But to your point, I, I get why there's frustration and there's a lot of like th- this team is definitely really annoying, like for a few different reasons. <laughs> Um, so I, I totally get where you're coming from on that point. I guess I love what you just said. And this is where I'll start here because I'm going to go this way. I have come to terms that this team is just not going to be good for a while. Why? Why? Why do you think they're not going to be good for a while? Is it simply is it as simple as easy to say because LeBron is hurt and because THT is hurt? Or are there deeper rooted issues early on in the season? We're 11 games in, mm-hmm. right? So let's. I'll, I will put that caveat over everything we're about to say. If you're listening and then you're yelling at your podcast because we're going to sound probably a little negative. Like, we're 11 games in. I get it. But right now, with what we have in front of us, why do you think that? I think the injuries are, again, they're not everything, like you, like you pointed out. I, they are something. They are a factor here. I, I think LeBron especially, like he... I think Zach Lowe called them like the ultimate problem solver, and that makes a lot of sense. If you look at the teams he's been on throughout his career, mm-hmm. he's shown that he can cover up a lot of the flaws and stuff like that. But besides the injuries, um, the ro- some rotation choices haven't been the greatest, and maybe that is because of injuries, or maybe that's because of Frank Vogel um, not being as open, maybe, or flexible to things as we would have hoped. Um, there's also the adjustment period. The team has a completely new roster for what, like the third straight year. Um, you, you add a guy like Russell Westbrook, that's 
universally known is really difficult to kind of just throw in throwing down a team and kind of make it work right away he's also individually been known as like historically a slow starter so it's just a combination of a lot of things um but yeah like given the soft schedule i uh, you would have hoped they've, they've been a little better but the, the injuries have kind of have, have snowballed a lot of things that were already in place okay great so that's a lot of answers and I'll start off with the first thing you said. LeBron James is hurt. Um, he is notoriously, like you said, a problem solver. Um, I think that's the old LeBron, to be honest with you. Um, I don't know if 36, soon to be 37-year-old LeBron James is the ultimate problem solver. Because it's not when he's on the court. It's when he's available. When his tenure as a Laker, besides the championship year... It's very rare that he's available. So are we just seeing the new norm for LeBron that his body? I mean, let's think, let's be fair to LeBron James. He's 36 years old. Mm-hmm. He's also played like what an extra season of playoff games. Maybe two. I don't even know. I, I'd have to look it up. The amount of minutes that his body has played is just like next level. I don't know. I don't know how many guys have ever played this many minutes. Um, so I ask you like, are we just simply going to say when LeBron is back will be better? Because no. I'm not sure if LeBron will be back at like for the rest of, you know, I don't know. First of all, I don't know how long he's out for now. Obviously we saw that athletic article two days ago that said it could be a four to six week injury. So I don't know how long he's out now. And then when he does come back, this is now, so we've had an ankle and now it's abdominal strain. We've had a groin. Like so, it's not just one part of his body that's failing him. It is now officially his body failing him. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not fair for for we to just kind of like the minute he's back on the court, everything's solved. Like that's yeah. There's there's no reason why any fan should believe that. Like obviously there are on court elements that will look better. Things might be a little easier because he's out there, and even at this age, he's still really good at a lot of things that this team specifically needs, and he. Um, makes lives easier for a lot of different players. But yeah, to that point, I, I think that was the thought process of bringing Russell Westbrook in, right? Like for this exact reason, if LeBron's hurt or just to lessen his offensive load every night, like you have a guy like Westbrook who who can, in theory, carry the offense with AD and stuff like that, although they've kind of struggled with in LeBron's absence. So uh, yeah, like we shouldn't expect just because he's back, everything's going to magically be better. But yeah, because it wasn't does, that it wasn't that smooth when he was here, healthy. Yeah, I, 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 I mean, I know that the schedule is really easy, and they they should have. I mean, they really should have like two or three extra wins if they just not Close taken their foot. Yeah, yeah. So I, I know the record makes it look worse than it actually is, and the numbers aren't great either, just in terms of like their advanced stats, their offensive rating, defensive rating, all that type of stuff. But. I, it's just going to take time. And I think that's something like everyone preached heading into the year. I really do think to be fair, I really do think if they close out the thunder games, like they should have, I think a lot of us probably, or at least myself probably chill out a little bit, mm-hmm. but those two thunder games really pissed me off. <laughs> um, Cause they just seem so preventable to lose. Yeah. Them. yeah. That's kind of why. And I just felt like there was this confidence that they that they carry themselves with that they have to understand the rest of the league is not scared of the lakers 
Like there, there's not a team out there. I don't think that is intimidated by the Lakers right now because they've already shown that they could be beat. They could be brought back by the worst team in basketball. They were up by 24 points, I think. And I don't know how much they were up in the second game, but it was a big lead as well. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think there's an intimidation factor. I think that they have had a lot of humble pie to begin the season. Um, I mean, even last night, they blew a 14-point lead to the Hornets, who I know are better than the Thunder, obviously. Mm-hmm. But is, it, is the Hornets, are they expected to be some powerhouse in the Eastern Conference? I don't think so. They're probably a playoff team. But, yeah, man, it's. Uh, I think there's been a lot of... Um, you know, like like I said, a lot of humble pie has been eaten by the Lakers team so far. Um, but well, like, besides besides the injuries and everything, and and or, and just how the right. style of play and giving up leads and all that, do, what else? Like, what do you consider like maybe not the biggest reason for their struggles so far, but one of the reasons you, you think that you come back to like I can the lack of this. cohesiveness in offense. Mm-hmm. I think the offense is a disaster so far. Honestly. I, I think so. Yeah, it's funny because I think it's the defense. So where mm-hmm. are you at with the offense right now? Offense, I just find it to be forced. I find everything to be forced. And I feel as if the – just imagine if Melo wasn't shooting as lights out as he's shooting. <laughs> yeah. Just imagine where this team would be. I mean, he scored how many points last night against the, 29. the, the Hornets? 29. And I know that we talked we, – we praised them all last week, and we asked the question, will Melo be able to sustain this offensive power? Uh throughout the season and i know i put a poll question up on our on our podcast and and the the majority of listeners did think that he would be able to carry on and he's done a really good job so far um i just find russell westbrook's lack of integration and you know what it is too like like so yesterday uh the game was tied and i think it was 14 seconds left in the game and they drew up a play for anthony davis to shoot a three (laughs) you know what i mean like it just a lot of the thing and they did that what was it they drew a play up maybe it was against the thunder i don't remember who where like russ shot a three or just straight from the top of the Uh key like right out of a timeout in a clutch situation like like if that's what we're going for we're just going to have our best players just chuck up threes that's not offense you know and it's like they're two worst shooters chucking up the threes, right? Right. Like, yeah, um, Anthony Davis is shooting like what twelve percent this year from threes? Uh, yeah, something crazy like that. Yeah. Um, I. I. Yeah. Uh, so for me, I think that stands out more because I, unfortunately, don't think that the defense will be solved this year. <laughs> so when you say like the defense, I'm like, well, my expectations were already low, so they're living up to it. That's totally fair. That's okay. That's actually a great point. Um, as currently constructed with the roster, they're probably not going to be an elite defense. And I, I have to probably give that caveat right right before what I say. But I, it, they, I didn't expect them to be like bottom five or bottom 10. I think right now they're currently like 17th, 16th in defensive rating, which is about average. So I, I probably that's probably not too far off to what they're actually going to end up being at the end of the year. But I think it's the kind of just the energy level at times that's been frustrating on defense a lot of just standing around a lot of wrong rotations a lot of kind of like what's lebron doing there what's deandre doing there i don't know what malik monk's getting back cut consistently like just different things that are kind of worrisome mm-hmm. um I, I don't know how much of that will be addressed i mean the buyout market come trade or whatever but that's just something that has been consistently a thing yeah. all year but uh, to your point with the offense the offense also hasn't been great um I, i'm not sure how much of that is because of the rotations the lineups they've used but 
uh, it's like a huge combination of different things injuries coaching um guys taking bad shots guys not making their shots and just kind of forcing the issue yeah i mean listen they are putting up points it's not like they're not putting up they're not like i mean i know the blazers game they didn't but uh, i just think that they're you know they could be fixed but as far as defense goes to stick with what you're saying i mean yesterday the biggest spark of the game was rondo coming in and playing defense Mm -hmm. like i mean it's going to take individual performances every night maybe like someone that you you know someone just providing a spark for the team defensively i don't I see carmelo them. even like to that point i thought carmelo's defense like the last few games actually hasn't been that bad if if not like pretty good like i think frank vogel even before the game yesterday uh he said like his communication is probably top on the team in terms of like guys out there talking and stuff so yeah to your point it's gonna take guys over over achieving on their like what we'd expect them to do on defense and a guy like carmelo for example i've been really actually kind of encouraged with what he's shown on that end so far um i i I like that you're bringing up trades and buyouts because to me i think that's going to be the biggest the the more they struggle and the longer lebron is out be prepared to hear like when are they trading russ like right like if if you're Uh. in the national media and your first take if you're whoever these talking head shows it's gonna happen like it's gonna happen if they don't mesh and they continue to struggle those trade talks are coming about russell westbrook he's the biggest trade commodity you got but i don't know I, who would take him that, i don't know who's gonna take that salary that's the thing I don't, I don't know who's gonna trade for russell westbrook at this point yeah and i'm listen i don't want to have it 11 games in all i'm saying is that if this continues if they're a 500 ball club it's gonna the the trade talks will be out there right either that or we've already heard the should the lakers bench russell westbrook have him come off the bench and start someone else and stuff like that i I just it's just way too early like it it feels a lot like last year like every game there's like like we're missing two or three guys that would be helpful or like these guys aren't going to get 30 games together or just different cohesion things like you mentioned earlier that do kind of worry me because like that i think that's what hurt the team the most last year it was just not getting that that like on court chemistry down in time for the playoffs that just hurt them against a team like the suns who were healthy all year and like those starters were the starters for like 70 games the lakers had the lakers already used like the third or fourth most different lineups in the nba so far so i think that's that's really worrisome on that point yeah um so that's that's pretty much as negative as we can be to start a podcast so i know they're coming off a win (laughs) i know but it was just like one of those frustrating wins man and i think that's when we were talking off air um we were talking about or at least i expressed to you just how i i didn't even tell you this like honestly dude i and i'm not some old man get off my lawn kind of guy at all i really (laughs) am not but this team has been so frustrating to watch so far this year i find them to be for me completely i'm just i have no joy whatsoever watching this team so far this year it's completely unenjoyable i find them the way they act sometimes i find them hard to root for like there's just so much complaining and a lot of this i'm you know listen i'm pointing it at russ a lot of it but that that series of you know uh delay of game and technical mm-hmm. on Russ, technical on mellow it was just like can you guys just shut up like you went from a nine point lead to a four point lead in zero seconds literally zero seconds um 
I don't know if you get that vibe, dude, but I, when they did that, I turned the game off. I literally turned yeah. it off. I couldn't watch it anymore, man. I was like, I'll follow along on Twitter. And they went to overtime. I was just like, dude, I can't watch this team right now. Like it, it's, it's so un, it's so unwatchable and unenjoyable for me. I, yeah, I, I, I think what, I think I don't know if it was off air, but you said just because how controllable these games have been and they've almost just like shot themselves in the foot constantly. Uh, that's been the most frustrating thing on my end uh, when it comes to watching this team through 10, 11 games. It's the fact that, yeah, uh, even if they lose games, I think it's the manner in the in the way they lose those games, like those Thunder games, obviously. But even mm-hmm. last night, like you, you mentioned, the giving away free points, it, it feels like they're spotting the other team free points almost every game if it's not turnovers, complaining, just like bad shots, bad rotate, bad lineup usage, just like different elements that they kind of bury themselves a little bit like they're always kind of digging themselves out of a hole but they're in a way kind of digging the hole themselves to do it <laughs> uh so i yeah i totally get it from that point like i i again i, I don't want to single out a single person but um throughout the the team i think i think there's been multiple cases where guys have just kind of given away points in, in some form yeah uh positive so far anthony davis was great last night i mean there was a stretch there in the third quarter where it was like wow this is that's the anthony davis that everybody wants to see every night you know those stretches of lobs dunks from the free throw line almost just being everywhere not on the ground um there was a stretch there that i was like wow that's that if and he was i guess he's sick right like he left the portland game he was throwing up like he had to leave the yeah yeah, and then yesterday there or this morning there was a video of him in the tunnel mm-hmm. where he was just looked like he was literally dying, and uh, so it's Anthony Davis's stomach game. I don't know where is there a game, <laughs> is there a name for what he did yesterday, but I thought that was a positive. And obviously we've talked about Melo. Um, you know, I think the seventeen and a half points he's averaging this year, nobody was expecting. Nobody. No. So if he can keep it going, you know, we're, you know that's <laughs> that's definitely something that we, we talked about the big three we're like hey they have a third option now you know mellow might be the second or third option sometimes maybe even the first option some games he's been incredible like i i didn't expect like the points are one thing but the efficiency is another like he's mm-hmm. there's that stretch in the third quarter where literally every ball every time he caught the ball i thought it was going in and it did go in like He's just on another planet right now in terms of how, how well he's shooting the ball. And then um, Frank Vogel, before the game, he mentioned that he didn't want to start AD at the five because how well Carmelo specifically has been playing off the bench. So, I, I mean, it, I've, I'm really impressed by what he's doing out there. And, and also just like his fit. Like he's such a good fit next to LeBron and AD in terms of spacing the floor, not needing to like hold the ball, just literally just catch and shoot, just space it like that's exactly what they needed from a front court guy next to ad so yeah so far he's just uh, exceeding every expectation um there is some news coming up from today alex this is just coming through uh the injury report for tomorrow's game against miami is out and oh okay two... i haven't i haven't heard this yet so i'm excited and also a little worried with what you're well, gonna say two new injuries on the oh, list Oh god <laughs> yeah well for sure out lebron Trevor Ariza, THT, and Kedrick Nunn are all out. I don't think any surprises there. Here's the two new ones. Rajon Rondo and Austin Reeves. Oh, both, no. Both left hamstring strains. Both are questionable. And Anthony Davis is probable. 
Okay, well, the AD news is, is good. Um, but Listed with a right thumb sprain. Yeah, Austin Reeves got hurt. I, 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 not, I didn't see that. Um, Maybe on that twisty 360 jump shot he made. To and, uh, we were talking about positives, up. and I was going to mention Austin Reeves because I thought last game, specifically uh, yesterday, he, he was tremendous. Like, for a rookie to be in there in the closing stretch in the fourth quarter, and also to be, like, the defensive replacement sub, like, during the fourth quarter and overtime, Vogel brought him in to specifically just play defense and get subbed out uh that speaks volumes to how good he's been overall mm-hmm. um so that definitely hurts the team because he's been in like every every plus lineup they've had this year like austin reeves has almost been in every single one of them and rondo like he he helped change the energy of that game yesterday so mm-hmm. at this point they really can't afford to lose anyone else no they can't afford to lose anybody else at all <laughs> like literally nobody you can't and this is what we were worried about this year with an yeah. older team this is exactly what we were worried about and you know we're living our nightmares right now lebron's been out a bunch of players even the young guys been out ariza's been out ellington came back we haven't seen none yet we haven't seen tht yet we haven't seen ariza yet so yeah man yeah how about deandre jordan I, I thought his first shift. I was going to ask you about both centers because. Yeah. Um, sorry to cut you off. Um, no, no, go ahead. Obviously, we've talked about the the want of Laker fans of benching DeAndre Jordan for the starting five, and I was the proponent of having Dwight come off the bench. But um, it looks like Dwight maybe better fit. In terms of starting. Yeah. I uh, yeah I think a lot of people have like when i tweet out any kind of quotes from vogel like i usually always get a like well start dwight then like if you're gonna be starting a center next to ad and i think like the one thing i've learned about vogel since he's been a lakers head coach is he's very um protective of of his guys like knowing when they're gonna play the spot Mm -hmm. they're gonna play like if it's a bench role or a starter role and he'll almost kind of to a detriment sometimes keep lineups out there or like start lineups to make sure that bench guys know like when they're going to come in to kind of have that consistent rhythm like and i mentioned the carmelo thing he wants to have him off the bench because he's playing so well off the bench he doesn't want to break that rhythm by putting him in the starting lineup i think the same case has been about dwight like since he's been a laker um i i definitely see the like the pros on it like i also see the cons in terms of like you want uh, energy big to come off the bench you want mm-hmm. to kind of protect dwight from himself from not fouling, fouling out um so yeah like i i i wouldn't mind seeing it just for a sample size type thing like for the data point but i don't think vogel based on his like history is gonna like tinker in terms of who starts and who does it in terms of the centers yeah, I don't think so either. But, um, well, talking about going forward, Alex, we got ourselves a nice little homestand right now. Uh, obviously, they won the first of five yesterday against the Hornets. And now, on Wednesday, tomorrow, against the Miami Heat, or coming in hot after yeah. Nikola Jokula Jokic and his brothers. Uh, that whole drama, which was hilarious. <laughs> um, and then against the Timberwolves, then against the Spurs, and then they will wrap it up against caruso and the bulls which by the way i am trying desperately to get to that game i was gonna say uh, that's that's a hot ticket like that's yeah, gonna be a fun one that is a that is a that is a game that i would love to go to uh on a school night um so yeah minnes uh excuse me miami minnesota 
San Antonio and Chicago. What do you think, man? Miami seven and three, Spurs three and seven, Bulls seven and three, Minnesota three and six. Kind of like a back and forth, up and down yeah. type of schedule. Um, I believe I have two weeks ago. I demanded they win every game. They didn't. <laughs> Last week I said they should win three of four. They didn't. And now I'm going to be negative as hell, Alex. I'll start it off. I'll let you off Go the ahead. hook. Go I ahead. will start it off. One and three. I'm, oh, I don't want to I agree with you. Caruso revenge game <laughs> on the 15th. I think Caruso goes off. I it, It's going to be tough. Uh, my aunt, Tomorrow's game, especially with the injury party you just gave me, like even if Reeves and Rondo do end up playing, I, I, uh, I don't know if they can kind of handle Miami at this point, um, given what the roster is right now. So the, the two winnable games are Timberwolves Spurs, and I, I, I would hope they at least win one of those if not both so i'm i'll be optimistic and i'll say they go two and two um they lose the heat in bulls game but i weird things have happened hopefully (laughs) hopefully tht is back in one of these games i think my reasoning for the one and three is i have no expectations anymore i don't i don't uh, for now for now with lebron out and everybody else out i don't have expectations for this team Unless like something magically clicks overnight with Russell Westbrook, like what is going to change? I don't know. I really don't. Like I think they're going to struggle uh, defensively, and I think it's going to be hit or miss offensively. I really do think that. And you know, until they figure something out on a consistent basis, which they haven't yet. Um, so would I be surprised if they string off three or four wins? No, because they're talented enough to do it, even without LeBron James. Um, they could beat Minnesota. They could beat the Spurs. And I definitely think they could beat the Bulls. I think the Miami game is a tricky one. Mm-hmm. I think Miami's going to come in super hot, um, super emotional. That could be a detriment to Miami. You never know. Yeah. they got to travel yeah. cross country, mm-hmm. you know, coming in hot. I think they still want to fight the Jokic brothers. They're still waiting in the hallway. So, <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't. And by the way, I don't know if they were. Were they in Denver last night? Do they have to fly cross country? They probably uh, don't. Oh god. Yeah, they were in know. Denver. They okay. were in Denver, so they don't have to fly cross country. Um. Anyways, um, that's kind of why. It's not that I'm being negative. I just don't have an expectation because no one right now listening, no one right now talking, can tell you what this Lakers team is. Nobody, because we don't know. Yeah, at this point, they're they're treading water until guys are healthy and they figure things out. Um, yeah, that's what earlier I was saying. Like, even if yesterday's game was frustrating as hell, like for a lot of reasons, um, the fact that they got a win is ultimately the biggest thing. So if they can just string for string together some wins here and there, kind of like when LeBron was out last uh, last season, where that team kind of had to just like huddle together and kind of win games whenever they could. I think the same applies here. And I, I think that Minnesota-San Antonio games, like those aren't easy wins by any stretch, especially for a team still figuring things out like the Lakers. But if they can just like go 500 or like a little under 500 during this stretch, like I, I think that's fine. Like I, I have, like you said, no expectations going forward. But I do hope to see like tangible improvements, improvements. like here and there. Yeah. Would you say Lakers are a bad team right now? Um, I would say they're uh, like a average, below average team as of right now. <clears throat> yeah, that's a good way of putting it. I mean, they are six and five. The thing is, like, the West isn't great right now. Like, have you looked at the standings? It's not like someone's running away with like the NBA 
and I, well, I guess Golden State's been fantastic, but in terms yeah. of like the rest of the West, like there's one, two, three teams with four losses and three with three losses. So, like, the the Lakers, Lakers that's are. That's why I said. That's yeah. why I said, dude. I think if they win the Thunder game, my tone is totally different. Both of them. If they win, the, if three. they win those Thunder's game, Thunder games, they're in second place. <laughs> right. That's what I'm totally. I said it earlier, and I, I'll say it again. If they don't blow those two leads against the worst team in basketball, or well, maybe the second worst team in basketball, like I probably have a different tone right now. I'm probably like, oh, they're figuring it out. Oh, you know, like because they kind of it looks like it. But those two games, I'm just like, like they lost me emotionally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's fair. They should have won those two games. There's no excuses, even regardless of who was in, who was out, given their lead. So, yeah, I, I was just trying to point out, like, they're obviously they're not where they want to be right now. But right. fortunately, there's still a lot of time, and they're only a game and a half out of second place. I am with you 100%. I would be happy if I see tangible improvement and a little consistency mm-hmm. in these next couple games. And no one getting hurt. <laughs> please, no oh, more. please, yeah. These no injury more. reports are just way too long. So that is it. Lakers heat tomorrow night. That is at 7 o'clock ESPN. Mm-hmm. All right. Wow. It got dark in here, <laughs> like in the span of a podcast. I came in, like, excited to talk about the game. Like I thought they did well. Like I'll take a win, but you're you're right. There are things to to not like ignore as or they'll be magically solved once everyone's back. So that's, am that's I true. am I being like too over dramatic? Like am I gonna get comments about how dramatic and and like and how like I'm a terrible Laker fan? Uh yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, I think that's that's pretty usual for me though. Like that's the thing about Laker fans though, which I love and I kind of like it kind of like tickles me the wrong way sometimes. It's like there's this layer of like cockiness and not entitlement, but just like we're the Lakers, we're going to be fine. Where I'm just looking at what's in front of me right now and I'm telling you it's not fine, it's not okay. So that's kind of why, like, I understand that they could turn things around and they're talented enough to turn this whole thing around in a heart, in a snap of a finger, maybe, probably not. But still, I get it. Um, it's just what's in front of me right now, Alex. Emotional Laker fan. Sorry, dude. You're like Emotional my doctor. Laker you're like fan. my. You're like my doctor Phil. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm venting to you. Hey, I, I again, I'm not having fun doing this either this <laughs> season so far. But I'm just trying to just tread water like the team is at this point you should push back on me like you idiot like dude you don't see what they're doing like you don't watch i don't know <laughs> I, I mean i just think like honestly like if you follow everybody on twitter from silverscreenroll.com like it's not this like overwhelming positive thing you know what i mean like, no I, gonna... I would say the positive yeah we're, it's, we're in the minority at this point yeah yeah, it's uh, if you follow us on Twitter, I think you kind of. I only tweet when good things happen, but because I can't tweet when the bad things happen, I'll get kicked off Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, yeah, you say two and two, two and two. next four. Yeah. I say one and three, but we'll see what happens. I've been positive so far this pod this podcast season and hasn't worked. So flipping the script, Alex. This has been fun, man. Are you writing anything for Silver Screen Roll this week? Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna wait until tomorrow's game and then write a pretty much something that comes out of that game. So hopefully they play well because it's never fun to write about uh, the games they don't play well or lose. So hopefully they win and I'll have something up by Thursday or Friday. 
silverscreenroll.com at Alex M. Regla on Twitter. That is where you can catch that work. Follow him so you don't miss anything. I'm Alex Padilla 86 at Alex Padilla 86. Excuse me. Uh, everybody have a great week. Everybody check out the podcast network and listen every single day. Anthony does a daily show. There's a daily night show for every single podcast every single day. Alex, always fun, man. Talk to you next week. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, man.